Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Epping Bravo. Hi Mariana. Hey Nathan. How you doing? I'm good, but I miss you. You're not here. I know, they've been very busy. Well, someone's had a very fi- fulfilled and filling and busy birthday week. Happy I, birthday. I really dragged it out. I did the Blue Mountains, I did a roar and snore where you stay at the zoo, oh, which was awesome. Nice. The lions, they roar. Wow. I don't know if that's a spoiler alert for anybody, but um, <laughs> they, they do roar all night long. I love it. It was great, though. Oh, I'm so happy for you. And I feel terror bubble because I didn't even know it was your birthday. Well, you know. I'm not on the Facebook, so, you know, people actually have to tell me these things. I, I'm not going to go around and tell people that it's my birthday. That's crazy. Well, now I know. <laughs> and if you were here in person, I was going to cave because I did get you something for the Christmas and not because <sighs> I'm a Christmas present person necessarily, but I really am, but because I think it's fabulous and I'm like, maybe I should just give it to him for his birthday slash Christmas and you would have loved it and you're going to have to wait now. No. Well, guess what? Guess what my boyfriend got for me? What? You'll scream what? in a bad way. What? He got me a bucket hat, a Lisa <gasps> Rinna bucket hat. No. What I kind do of, kind of love it, though. What kind of bucket hat? I mean, obviously, that's a pretty dumb question, but it's, you know what I'm saying. It's a bright yellow Pikachu Pokemon one. Wow. And so, um, yeah, when, when do you plan on wearing this? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pop it on for a few scenes. Out of doors? Yeah, why not? Wow. If Lisa Rinna can do it, I can do it. Yeah. I mean, hers are at least designer. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean they're good. I'm sure you look fabulous in a bucket hat. And uh, I can pull off a bucket hat. All right, I'll need to see it. <laughs> I did say that sarcastically, but I, I, I'm going to I'm going to reserve judgment. Oh, yeah. I don't know what else to say. I'm stumped. <laughs> well, yeah. Anywho, good for you. Anywho. Good for you good and the me. mother tucking bucket hats. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into it. <laughs> just... Yeah, well, let's just get into it. All right. Reunion part four, and you're saying it's my turn. Yeah. God help us. All right. So, um, all right. So, we open with Erica doing the Am I Angry Enough for, for You Now thing. And mm. I have to say, I think I finally enjoyed Andy this episode because I feel like he kind of went in. About time. I know. I know. Like, totally. when, when he... um acknowledged that she was biting off Crystal's head. Yes. I was like, thank you, Andrew. Exactly. You. I love how you call him Andrew. That's so cute. I do Exactly. And that's exactly what he did. He's like, well, you are biting people's heads off and you're isolating your friends. And even Dorit agreed and said that you have bitten Crystal's head off. Yeah. So I was just, okay, go Dorit. But, I mean. Dorit- I think Dorit knew what was coming because she knew that. Erica was going to go off at her about the PK dinner. Like, oh yeah, I think, for I, th- sure. I think Dorit was just like pre-putting in some defences. Yeah, exactly. And with um, when Andy then asks her, like, when did you realise Tom was having money troubles? Do you believe her when she said when she was on Broadway? Because that no. was only last year. So she alludes to the fact that one of her credit cards was rejected. Yeah, I don't know about that. Do you reckon that happened? I don't know. Twenty twenty, really. I mean, last episode, she said, I realised when I was named into, in a lawsuit that something was fishy. And now you're telling me it was last year when you were on Broadway. I don't know. Yeah, because there's been lawsuits for a while. Exactly, exactly. And doesn't it make it more shallow to, like, 
only yes. <laughs> divorce her husband, who she loves, this old man who doesn't have any support from his family. Yeah. Once there's money troubles, then she leaves. Well, the same thing is happening on Vanderpump. And I know you don't watch Vanderpump. One of the chicks on Vanderpump Rules is engaged to a rich producer. And all of a sudden, she's got there's cheating rumours. Oh, Lala, that's it. Lala Kent. There's like cheating rumours. And she's staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel with her baby. And then like a week later, we find out that he's got money troubles and isn't making payroll. It's like, did you leave him because there were cheating rumours or did you leave him because the money ran out? Same, same. And people are calling her baby Erica Jane, <laughs> which I love. But anyway. I love that. And then that's when after the I found out he was having money troubles on Broadway and Andy Tent asks everyone else, like, when did you know? And he prompts Kyle and says, well, you heard something. And she's like, well, you did too, Andy. And that's the, the Bethany stuff, basically, that Bethany told the both of them years ago. And classic Kyle to try and deflect. I know. She's such a deflector. Um, and then I love the fact that Andy asks her, how are you paying for, like, glam, et cetera, et cetera. And Erica's all defensive, like, oh, you told me I get paid a lot of money, so there you go. What person in their right mind is going to spend their entire paycheck on glam? Are you an idiot? Well, and she's, she's saying with the $14 million, she's like, oh, that was over a number of years, so it's actually only $2 million a year, which is just normal. And I was like, what? Yeah. How well, is that normal? She reckons it. And then she uh, – doesn't she um sort of check herself and say that's normal for this lifestyle, i.e. everyone on the show? And no and one – points around indicating that everyone's spending that money. But which no I one turned around is. and said they weren't. No, mm. I was waiting for someone to pipe up and go, uh, I don't, but not one of them did. And I'm well, sure I could that. I see Sutton spending that money, Crystal spending that money. I don't. Well, Kyle, she's a shopper. But yeah. Do we think Dorit has that money? Well, we all know that Dorit just got burglarized. She pays retail. And apparently she got burgled the day after that aired. Well, it. Yeah, do you think the timing is coincidental or is that no. someone was at home watching that and said, "Oh, shit, let's burglar." A hundred percent. Yeah, they're sitting That's there going, "They're sitting there going, right? She's admitting that all this shit's in a house, and they made off with a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff." Uh, how scary was that? I know, I know, totally. Yeah. Sc- I mean, it's obviously going to be her storyline. Which, fair I enough. Hope it doesn't drag Teddy Mellencamp back in because oh. I've seen the photos of her arriving at the house and everything, and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, the one where they – did you see the side-by-side photos that someone posted of her looking like Kyle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Teddy. You know, she's got a podcast. I, but, I don't but, care. But the podcast is – I keep hearing ads for it, and it's like murder mystery stuff. I do love a murder mystery. Yeah, me too, but I don't think I can put up with Teddy for it. Well, that's why I heard oh, no, the ad because no. they're the shows I listen to. Yeah, fuck off, Teddy. No one wants you back. And then we got the question about the waterproof mascara. I am not buying the pity party, miss. I always wear waterproof mascara, but it was a freak accident that I didn't. Yeah, bullshit. And fucking Rinna chiming in, sticking up for her. So I've, I don't look. I'm sure everyone has realised this by now and I'm like totes late to the party, but I realise now Rinna's storyline this season was supporting Erica. That's her storyline. This is why she's supporting her so that she doesn't have to reveal anything about her personal life, which she never really does. She'd rather Mm -hmm. reveal shit about her kid's personal life than her. What do we know about Rinna's personal life other than Harry's awesome? We know nothing. Well, um, Delilah Bell just had an overdose. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. But again, that's her kid. Yeah, so I can imagine if they're filming now, yeah. that's a storyline. Exactly. It's horrible to say that that is a storyline when your kid's going to trouble, but whatever. A hundred percent. But we're saying that she's horrible and she will use it as a storyline. 
Yeah, she was so annoying just being that little parrot next to Erica, the little Iago, just being like, that's Ugh. right, that's right. And I'm like, what? And then at the end of the episode when she's like, you know what, I've realised I am a good friend. Oh, like, my what? God. On what planet? You gave Garcelle sauce and, and, and then you gave a shit for it. That's all <laughs> you've done for anyone. And she didn't even fucking make the sauce. <laughs> right? This is what I'm saying. Her storyline this season is being a supportive friend to Erica. It's all bullshit. Sorry. She's she's one smart cookie. I think this is what she's done on purpose so that she doesn't have to I, talk about her own shit. I miss the old sturdy oh, Lisa Rinna. She was my favourite until this yeah. season and obviously even last season a bit. But I was holding on last season. With her, well, last season she was being horrible, but she was giving us moments. Like, like that moment of her and Denise on the couch and, oh, the, oof, you're so angry. Exactly. Like, that's incredible. I know, right? That That is an, an iconic moment from last season. Ooh, you're yeah. so angry. We, oh, I even say that now. I love it. Oh, miss <laughs> you. Great. Miss you, awesome, Rinna. But anywho. Okay. So uh, Andy then asks her if she's spoken to Tom. And she does this, yeah, very sad. And then she puts on the fucking waterworks and said that she called after he was in the facility. She wanted to make sure he was safe. But she does it in this really condescending, oh, yes, it's very sad face. It's like, you're mm-hmm. so fake, Erica. Ugh. She's um, so fake, yet she's also doing a great job of playing the victim and just pushing that narrative and that narrative only. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And she wants a fucking pat on the back for answering the questions. You have to answer the questions if you sign the contract and want the job. I'm not giving you kudos for making $600,000. Sozzle. Yeah, because she needs the money. She has to show up. The only reason Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up that one time is because she didn't need the money. Exactly. Exactly. So then we get the flashy to the interaction with Garcelle when they were in wherever the fuck they were. I always forget the names of the places they were in. I swear to God, my short-term memory is awful. Just Corona Del Mar, Cor- Vista Del Mar or that's something it. like oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Andy brings up the fact that, you know, she was mic'd and on camera and she's like, but the cameras were down. And it's like, well, you knew you were still mic'd. A belt pack, you can feel it on your fucking body, you dumbass. Yeah, how many hot mic moments do we need? I know. Like, you can tell you've got a mic on your fucking bra strap, mate. It's not comfortable. I've been there. Anyway, she reckons he calls her five times a day. which Today yeah, as well. while she was sitting on the couch. It's like, well, why don't you just block his number then? You know what I mean? If your lawyers are advising, yeah. you don't speak to him. And But obviously she says, oh, I, I spoke to him once he was in the facility. It's like, right, because it's legally safe to do so. So that's when you're going to admit that you did it. And she was doing the whole like, I got pissed off because I didn't want it to appear that Tom and I were in cahoots. I'm like, well. oh. I don't know. I did at first think before the season started that there was the potentiality that they were in cahoots. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it now. How do you feel about it? I'm sort of more leaning to her having found out about the treachery and the orphans and widows and trying to get out before the crash. Yeah. And she just didn't time it well enough. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when Andy asks if Erica has asked Tom if he did it. And she does the cry, cry thing with no actual tears. Oh, no, actually. She doesn't care if he did it. No. She only cares about how it affects her. Yeah, she said, I asked him why you cry, 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 left me with millions of dollars of lawsuits pointed at me and that he does not acknowledge in any way what he's done and it doesn't matter because he's incompetent. So I'm left holding the fucking bag. And she also says, like, no, not when I've pressed and I probably shouldn't be telling you that. 
So yeah, sure. Whatever, exactly. And then we get the question of the $20 million transferred to her LLC, and she's adamant it was not, it never happened. So is she going to be, or are her lawyers going to be arguing in court that the money that was transferred into her business account was because she strategically told everyone that all of her Erica Jane money went to Gerardi Keys, and therefore mm. any um, transfers into her LLC was simply her um, finance manager transferring her wages into her business account? Do you think that's what she's going to be arguing? I have no clue. It's all mumbo-jumbo to me. That's what I think she's going to be arguing. I can't think of anything else because we were all surprised when we heard that all her money went to um, Girardi Keys, to Tom. So Mm -hmm. it would make sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you get a tax return, it goes to your accountant and your accountant puts – in your account and often you can say take my fees out of it first and then put the rest of it in my account so maybe that's what her lawyers are going to argue that's just what i came to my mind that was all and that's Mm -hmm. when we get the 14 million dollars on her amex and she's like well it was over 12 years so that's only two million dollars per year and that's what we're all doing in this lifestyle give me a fucking break i don't even know if those numbers add up uh well i don't know i didn't bother doing the math so, and that's when we get, I think, my rose of the whole episode, when Kathy does oh, yeah. her lipstick. That was the best. That was so good. So fucking good. She's yeah. just like, I've heard all this shit before. Uh, the camera's bored. not on me. She's, exactly. And this is when Andy starts pressing her about, or he starts bringing up the LA Times article and said, you know, you said Tom started making bad decisions after the accident. The LA Times article claimed it spent over a decade before that. And all she says is, I don't know, I'm no doctor. But then Andy pressed on and said, you were manipulating the narrative by saying that the cognitive decline started three years ago. And she does does a no answer and says, I'm just telling you what I've experienced. I mean, and this is why I was impressed with Andy this episode, because even though she's giving us nothing, at least he's starting to press her, which I enjoyed. And I hate how she's like, I showed up, I showed up, I answered questions. Well, you didn't. No, you didn't. And also, if you didn't need the money, you wouldn't fucking be there. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get more answers to this. The the question about Sutton saying that one of the partners at the law firm left because of shady business practices. I thought Sutton knew them. In the scene, she alluded that, you know, it was like the husband of a friend or something. But she's mm-hmm. like, Sutton was like, no, it was a rumor that I heard and I don't know their name. I call bullshit. I think Sutton knows exactly. <laughs> Yeah. What, what went on, but she's just like, it's not, not my fight anymore. And she's not throwing that person under the bus because Erica's like, if you're going to throw it out, back it up. Help me. Help me. It's like, sweetheart, you got all the help you fucking need. How about all uh-huh. the widows and orphans who needed someone to help them? Like, yep. what else? Well, she, she calls she calls that an account. <gasps> she, is that, is that at that point in time? No. I think that's later. I'm not seeing it's it. Sort of- it sort of came out of nowhere and it then just really, got dropped. It really did. Um, it was. It wasn't really a moment. No, it, was. it wasn't really like, a moment. In the in the moment, it was a moment, and then yes. it just got, yeah. So that basically, what happened next was Andy asking what upset Erica the most. I mean, I don't care. I don't care what upset Erica. Sorry. No, me neither. And then that's when Rina says talking behind people's backs never works. I mean. Come on. 
Are you fucking kidding? And then, of course, she goes the easy route and says, I know it better than anybody. And then we get flashes of the Munchausens and Denise and all that, which, you know, I do love seeing all that stuff, not going to lie. Um, Me too. But, like, I would believe you more, Rina, if you weren't so stubborn in that you never want to see Denise again. Yeah. Actually, the next bit that happens, sorry, is the question from Mary from Long Island. Oh, love her. Oh, she, no, Mary's the rose of the episode. When uh-huh. she says, I'm so disappointed in all of you. Crystal, you were quiet. Carl, you were a kiss-ass. Dorit, you were duplicitous. Why didn't any of you ask the tough questions? And Mary did. Mary did. And Kyle's bullshit response was, I asked heaps of questions and felt bad. And that's when Garcelle asks, did you apologize to Sutton? And fucking Erica says, for what? I'm not going to tonight. And she's like, oh, for what? For what? For sticking up for myself. And then Andy comes through and says, ah, for threatening her? Yeah. I enjoyed that very much. Well, did you see that there was like a a grabbed clip of Erica and Garcelle fighting? Yes. It seemed very intense. It did seem very, very intense. I don't know why they left that out. We needed way more Garcelle. Like, we, could they not have split that into part two or three? I know. Part two and three were flopsy that we could have totes had that. Yeah. And then we... Uh, yeah, I just, don't, I just don't like how Erica talks to other people. She's a fucking bully. And we got one of those questions. And that was deflected yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And this is when we hear that Sutton hired security for a week and Erica's reaction was to laugh. And I thought this is when we were going to hear what uh, Erica said to Sutton that we didn't know. And we didn't get it. We didn't yeah, get that's it. upsetting. Very upsetting. Oh, and that's when Erica calls Sutton a bitchy fucking cunt. And her Ooh. only thing about it is because you called me a liar. Um, I've been fucking called worse and I haven't called someone a see you next Tuesday. She so what? She called you a liar. And You're a liar. Get used to it. Exactly. And I love our little Detective Sutton when she said, well, you lied by pretending to be my friend in Dormar. Like, like there is no person on the planet that can't say they've never lied. So, Well, she admitted to it with the Garcelle thing, the other part. Exactly. Exactly. And Erica's response is, that's just me playing your ass. Oh, fuck off. And I'm sorry, the accident story, you're still fucking lying. I still don't get it. I know that no. she explained it in more detail. I don't know. So that's pretty much where we're up to now. So she's basically gone. Sorry, it was nine hours, not 12 hours. I talked to him at 9 p.m., then not again till 6 a.m. After midnight, I kept calling and calling. There was no answer. And then at 6 a.m., the phone rings and it's Tom. He doesn't know where he is. He thinks he's still on the west side where he was. The phone disconnects. Then he calls back and says, I think I'm close or in the backyard. I see the bridge. And then Dorit asks if he said he was in a car accident, and that's when Erica bites Dorit's head off and says, no, can I finish my story? I mean, does she have to be the centre of attention, or does she need to tell the story from go to woe so she doesn't fuck up the bullshit lie that is the story? That's what I think. I think she's practised this, and she's like, that's why she's doing the whole hold on, hold on a million times. Yeah. Like, I've got to get it out in order that I've rehearsed. Exactly. That's what everyone thinks, right? Yeah. And then she's like, so I go down, I see the car, it's tilted, Tom's not there, he's at the bottom of the ravine, and I call 911 and he went to hospital. 
Can I just say, I've, I've exhausted all my care about <laughs> this accident. I like, know. I, I, I just, I can't with it anymore. I want like, someone to go and recreate it and put, like, or even, like, make a little model with cars and, sh- and like, you oh, know. I'd love that. That's what I want. That's what I want someone like to. Like on Mythbusters or something. Yes. And so we, we can. We need to bust this myth. It's true. That's the only thing I'm, I want to see more about this bullshit story. It's like, if this is your actual go-to-woe story, why couldn't you say that before? And then Andy asks about the snowing where your son was, and she's like, we're not going to get into that. Why not? Because it's her son. Remember, that's her trigger. <laughs> well, your legal advice or your you know your lawyers are telling you not to talk about anything to do with Tom because it can hinder your case and you're happy to blab about that but you're mm-hmm. not happy to talk about your son who we can't question the weather she should just be friends with Mary Cosby then if we can't question her oh Jesus I know right and then we find out she doesn't talk to Tom's kids. I don't care. I wouldn't talk to her either. The biggest thing that pissed everyone off is you talk, you know, you're going on about yourself and not about the victims. And she says, which I didn't think it was a good enough response at all. I can serve them best by cooperating in the courts, and that's what I've done. Not, not true. <laughs> not true. No, no. Not true well, at all. I, you could do. I mean, let's just ask, fucking check out all of Ron Richards' posts. You, from his point of view, there was no cooperation for a long time. Yeah. And did you see Garcelle's face? It was a like, yeah, right. I enjoyed uh-huh. Garcelle's face. I don't know if I'm enjoying watching my dog chew up my socks, but that's fine. Uh, what else? Andy asks the ladies if they have any questions, and the usual girls just suck up to Erica. I mean. Well, why would you at this point? With her being such a bully. Exactly. And then, of course, he asks Fancy Drew. I keep forgetting that term. I love it. I love it. And so she's good. like, Maya saw my questions face to face. Good for fucking her. But yeah, unlike Kyle. I know. What kind of got under my skin this episode is that Erica was handing out apologies left, right and centre. I mean, she even apologises to the fucking butlers later. She apologises to Crystal, but Sutton doesn't get an apology. She hates Sutton so much. It's like, come to the source, come to the source. And when someone did, she blacklisted her. Yeah. And then she does that, thank you for everyone for hearing me out. And then I did love that's when Kathy puts up a hand and apologises to Garcelle, throws production under the bus by saying, I wasn't allowed to come to your dinner party because even though I had a negative COVID test, they still made me stay away for three days. And I told them to tell you and they didn't. You know, I kind of love that because it's like, a reunion's meant to be clearing the air, and she's yeah. like, I have something I want to clear, so I'm going to fucking do it. But she had all these, like, she brought notes. Was that her only note? With, that was her only note. With the word Garcelle on there? I love it. I mean, what did you think of the final thoughts? I didn't really care for any of those. All I cared was um, Patrick serving them a drink at the end. I, I think know. after the Erica stuff, I was spent. Yeah, me too. But that's when Erica apologises to Patrick, and I'm like, can you – even Patrick gets an apology from you – and not Sutton. That really pissed me off. If she apologised to Sutton, like even if she feigned sincerity, it would have gone a long way with the fans, with the viewers. Exactly. And I think that's sort of why Sutton at this point in time is like just not giving up, but she's just like letting the audience fight the battle now. She's yeah, like, and I've done my time. And why it's not? Your turn. Exactly. Yeah. And that is the final episode of this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's great season. I mean, I know they're filming again, 
But my thought is I just want to keep watching it. I'm looking in the presses every day and nothing else is really happening on the Erica Jane case at the moment because they're definitely going to settle. She's not even going to have to testify. Potentially she's not going to have to testify, excuse me. They're going to settle with her. That's what her – like I do know – I haven't seen much from Ron Richards lately, so her lawyers are definitely cooperating and they're going to settle, which is obviously in her best interest. We'll see. But then I keep looking to see if anything's happening with Tom in the bankruptcy and I'm not seeing anything else. So we're not – I don't know if we're going to get – It'll take years. Well, I don't know if we're going to get much more till after the bankruptcy's over and then – they can press any criminal charges they might want to. I don't know if it's going to be worth it with Tom. No. Great season. Great, Great season. season. All right, well, do you want to move on to the next show? Let's dip a time it because it's the finale, so I feel like it should have been a, a thing. Yes, it should have, and it wasn't. I mean, It really flopped this yeah, season, I think. it did. We need Monique back. We really do. I miss Monique. Yeah, I don't think I even realised how much I missed her until, like, this was the finale and the main villain of the season was a set of stairs. Yeah, it's true. I mean, what happened this episode before we get to the Val Renewal? What happens? Michael, Ashley, Robin and Juan have lunch together and I have told you my opinion on Juan before that I'm not buying the he's so hot and awesome. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm not saying I'm a Robin Massive Robin fan, I'm not. But Juan does not like Robin at all. The not end. at this point in time. No. At least. I think yeah. I think the season should have ended with Juan and Michael riding off to the sunset, declaring their love for each other at this vow renewal and saying that <laughs> theirs will be the next wedding. Michael really does love Juan. But Juan loves him right back. Or maybe it's Juan weird. loves the adulation because – as an, as an ex-pro basketball player, he might not have – he has memories of such adulation and so he's milking it for all it's worth with Michael. What do you think? I just that made that up. A, I just made that up. No, that could be it because you can't trust someone that likes Michael. But I've got to say, every time he's on my TV, I'm fucking happy because I know something's going to go down. I love it. I love Michael <laughs> on the show. It's so funny that, like, his storyline this episode was – to resolve last season's finale. They're like, nothing happened this season, so let's just talk about how when you pushed White Chris. Well, because he refused to be on the show till the final episode. He brings us moments. Well, at this scene with them, the only thing I was interested in was Robin's spicy watermelon margarita. I kept thinking, <laughs> oh, that sounds delicious. But then I didn't see it. Oh. I kept I, trying to get eyes on the margarita, but I couldn't. You poor thing. We're going to have to figure this out and make you one. Yeah. I love the fact that Michael, he just went in on White Chris straight away. He's basically living off his wife, which is the worst thing you could do. And he wants to know how Candace pays Chris because isn't she still on her mama's payroll? I loved it. It was so Great funny. Sound bite. And then Robin and Juan just start fucking bickering. And then, yeah. oh, and then Robin asks Michael if people mistake him for the grandfather of his own kids. <laughs> Which is a question we wanted to know. Oh, my God, that's so funny. I fucking loved it. The way that Robin asked the question, if anyone else had asked, they would have had their head bitten off, but she was asking genuinely. It's so crazy that she's apparently the reasonable one, not the shady one, where it's like, I don't know, Robin. I know, right? Agreed, agreed. I mean, look, the next scene, Candace signs a music deal, blah, blah, blah. She's poking her face out with a tissue. Yeah, go. I hated how she's like, you know what? As a kid, I sang with a hairbrush. And I was like, yeah. Everyone did that. (laughs) I know. She thinks that's 
special? What kid didn't fucking sing into a hairbrush listening to the Material Girl? Hello, we all did. I did it with Spice Girls. Okay, mine was Madonna because I'm, you know, at least a decade older than you. I'm more than a decade older than you. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter, but we both did it. <laughs> we but both did it. Transcend generations. A hundred percent. Did you did you see how she's submitted herself for Grammy consideration? Uh, yeah, I did see it, but I think I kind of put it in the back of my mind because I can't believe that I forgot about it. It's so sweaty and desperate. <laughs> sweaty and pathetic. <laughs> Oh my god, I've never heard that. I've never heard the word sweaty used to describe someone in that thirsty, desperate kind of way. I love it. I'm going to be using that. She's a sweaty baby. But then in the scene, they were asking her about the film clips. I'm like, so they've signed you, but you're still paying? So obviously, <laughs> I understand that when my minuscule understanding, and I could be wrong, is I get the fact that even though the record company, etc., pays for the stuff. The artist has to pay them back out of sales for the album. Is that that's how it works, right? So they mm. don't even trust that she's going to have any album sales, so she has to pay for it up front. Is this part of her deal? Fair enough on their end. So what? They're just putting her on a website, like. And I did look it up because I wanted to know if she was on the website. I wanted to know if this was bullshit, Is like she? the last one. So took a minute. Because she keeps going on about the fact that the record company is called E1 Nashville. So I'm looking up on the E1 Nashville site and I'm like, oh my God, they've got all their artist roster on there and she's not on it. But then I saw, a, I, I was just generally Googling and apparently she'd posted something that said M-N-R-K, which is pronounced Monarch, formerly E1 Nashville. So then I looked up M-N-R-K and they bought out the company, E1 Nashville or something. I don't know. So she is on their website as one of their artists and it just says Candace and there's a photo of her. So, yeah, she is signed with them if she's on their website. Well, we'll see how long it lasts. But it took a lot of Googling to get there. And if she's saying, like, she's going to use her social media as part of the marketing strategy, I was like, bitch, you are a disaster on Twitter, according to Mr. Andrew Cohen. And... You suck. I couldn't believe it when she said that social media is where she shines. I'm like, give me a fucking break. And even her husband was like, yeah, well, that's one way to put it or something like that. I I stand by my assertion that I want her to die. Like, I I shouldn't (laughs) obsess on people, but I would love for her to Accidentally, like, but like in a funny way, like she accidentally does something. like Oh, like one of those final destination deaths. Yes. Like death by tanning bed. Correct. Yes. Is that what they call it? Final destination. Is that what you said? Well, you know how like all those, in those movies, all the deaths are ridiculous? Yes, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. sucked into a pool filter, that exactly. kind of a thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, something sucked into the pool filter and you stuck your hand in there and then you just, I don't know, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a nice violent death. Are we trolling her right now? Is this what we're doing? Yes. I've never trolled. We're trolls. Oh She's my, a horrible person. Oh, my God. I feel terrible that we're trolls, but I was excited that it was the first time I did it. <laughs> I guess I do it every week on the show. Why am I so surprised? And then we get to Robin and Juan at her new embellished warehouse and they have a huge fucking fight. Juan storms off, takes his mic off, and then we see a slight breaking of the fourth wall when we see an audio guy running in with a boom (laughs) mic to make sure he picks up on Juan's audio in case he had turned his mic off and Robin's didn't pick it up. I mean, I loved it. 
And I'm kind of on one side. I don't want to change diapers either. Okay. okay. If you're the one going on about wanting to have a, have a baby and then you say, I don't want to be the one to do anything, <laughs> come on. I walked right into that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. She didn't want to have a baby like four seasons ago when he started talking about wanting to have another baby. Now she's up for wanting another baby and he doesn't want to talk about previous unresolved issues. I've told you I've always had a problem with him. Do you think this is real? I think it's a red fucking flag if it's real. Uh, Do you think they're making it up? I can just see Robin being like, look, we we can't afford a wedding, so we're not doing that. We are not having a baby. I've got nothing going on. Why don't we just have a little tip in the warehouse of my business, get that branding in so I know the scene will be used in the episode. That's a good point. And then you can just drive off. And then we can be back together at the next event like nothing ever happened. That's so, a good point. Do you think right. she's that smart and calculated? I mean, or maybe Giselle helped her out with that idea. I don't know. What are we in season seven and she's brought us nothing? So maybe she is. Maybe. Maybe she is smart. Like, what does she know? Yeah. <laughs> who, who is she blackmailing at Bravo that she's still here? Uh, that's what I wonder. I wonder who's, who's Dick One is sucking <laughs> for her Michael. to stay on this show. Maybe Michael's. Maybe that's why they're so close. They had an intimate moment once and Michael's kept it a secret, so Juan's in his debt. I think Michael would suck Juan's dick. Oh, hell yeah. Like, that would be the favour. But then it is a very Aussie thing to say, do you know what I mean, like when you love someone. I've heard people say that before and they're joking, you know what I mean? I've heard people say it and they weren't joking. Yeah, well, that's true. I've heard it too. Just being propositioned or everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. for you. <laughs> Good for me. Good for you. What, uh, what do you think of, um, just to cut to, because, uh, oh, sorry, are you done with Robin yeah, and um, Yeah, hell yeah. What do you think of Giselle still holding out on not sharing any details about her personal life? When she said that's none of your business, I just Nora, thought it was I bullshit. I thought Sorry. it was bullshit, but I loved that she called it Nora. Me too, me too. And I wonder if she said it assuming that it wouldn't be in so – they wouldn't keep it in. I think she did that I, at cal- as, as calculation. when they do that. Yeah. When they try and do the bravo, 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 and they're like, yep. you, you can't play us. Yep. We're using what we've got. Yep, exactly. And I think it's bullshit. I don't think there is a boyfriend. You don't think? No. And then you we – she's doing the Robin thing? A hundred percent. And that was my notes. I don't think there is any mans. And then we get right to the end where they give the little tidbits about what's happening, like, you know, the three lines of things that's happening between the last episode and reunion. And Giselle's is, Giselle is no longer dating her mystery man. Bullshit. Never dating him. There was no mystery man. Do you think she's just having fun, just having sex and stuff? Oh, I'm sure she is. I mean, look at that fucking face. She's stunning. And she's got a quick tongue. She's very bright. She's She'd be a great fucking date. So, yeah, I totally think she's like, you know, whoring it around and high five to her. I wish I could still do that. Um, you know, good times. But I don't. What, th- what about how she said Karen slides into DMs? Oh, well, she's always insinuated that Karen cheats on Ray. Remember that blue eyes guy, and then we find out that that was her like gay assistant who, oh, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> come on. Do you, do you think Giselle's just tossing that out there just to see if it sticks? Yeah, I do, and yeah. I'm not. I'm sure there are. There's been rumors, but I just think that if the rumor was had ten years ago, 
Giselle would still be throwing out, throwing it out to see if it stuck. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think there's any fucking boyfriend. I think it's all bullshit. Don't you think it's funny that between the beginning of the last episode and the end of the last episode, she went from I've got a secret boyfriend to oh, Giselle's no longer dating the secret boyfriend. Yeah, sure and were they really true. dating or, or were they just going out to dinner before they had a hookup? Yeah, it's piss- a reality show. Show me, don't tell me. Exactly. Don't piss me off. And so finally at the industrial warehouse, slash wedding venue for Karen. I'm sorry. As much as you know, as much as I hate Candace, when Candace rocks up and sees the the venue and she was like, what did she say? But she was basically like trashing the the wedding venue because it was ugly. And it was just a very poor layout. It was just, it was in a, an industrial warehouse place. I'm like, ugly. What the hell? Yeah. Like, it's not a pretty wedding venue. Like, you, you're rocking up in black tie and you're at a fucking warehouse. Are we running out of places? I don't know. But like I said, Candace arrives and we hear, that's right, we hear her say that it's ugly. And I'm like, well, it is a warehouse. I don't disagree. I mean, it looks very different on the inside to the outside. I get it. And it's probably cheap rental for the amount of space that they've got, but it's a bit, bit gross. I thought it, but then on the other hand, at least Karen didn't have to ask Dorothy to pay for her wedding. Yeah, and at least Karen's coming through with the event that was promised. Exactly. All the ladies complained about those stairs. Were they marble stairs? Because that shit's (laughs) slippery. I don't know, but it was the biggest fucking deal I've ever heard about in my whole life. Like, yeah, they should have had an elevator. Uh, Yes, (laughs) and look, I get it. You're in heels, you're in a fitted dress. It's hard to climb. It's scary to climb the stairs because you're like, am I going to slip and fall and break my neck? I get it, but you don't. That could be how Candace dies. Oh, my God, that would have been a maze balls. (laughs) They would have just danced around her. It (laughs) On her. And then Candace, Miss I'm going to not say anything unprovoked. Miss, I never say anything unprovoked. Fuck you. We hear her say to Chris, because Ashley's talking to her mum, Dorothy, we see Candace say to Chris, I'm not going to give an ogre any life. Is she Mm. calling Ashley an ogre? Is she kidding? So fucking rude. Rude. Mm -hmm. And then we get Giselle and the boot and the sneaker. I'm like, and then production gives us that massive shot of the stairs with the ominous music. I loved it. Look, the only one whose dress I liked was Ascala. She was in that gorgeous yellow dress that suited her skin tone. She dresses great. To perfection. And I'm like, this bitch knows how to dress. I am here for Ascala's fashions. She, yeah, she dresses so well. It makes me very excited. And then we get Wendy where Eddie basically has to pull her out of the car. Like, what is going on with Wendy? She had she started the season with Happy and Ness, and then I think as soon as the Eddie rumours came out, she just withdrew. She did withdraw. I mean, don't get me wrong, the the boobies were, were out in full force in that pink dress at the, the wedding, but she couldn't even fucking sit in that dress. She couldn't get out of the car. Like, why wear it then? If you can't yeah. do anything but stand in a dress, like maybe pick another one, miss. And then she sits down and she's like, oh, my God, I heard a rip. I'm like, what are you doing, love? <laughs> Honestly, what are you doing? That's when we hear about the bullshit about Giselle's bullshit boyfriend, whatever. And then we hear – sorry, go. What were you going to say? I was going to say, the only other interesting thing for me this episode was Macy Gray. Yeah, so you weren't interested in um, Ashley trying to give a medical reason why Michael can't wear his re- wedding ring? <laughs> oh, yeah, that He's was He's got funny. the putrin's disease. All I heard was putrid disease. 
<laughs> yeah, he's got that. So I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> the shit I'd look up. It's a gradual thickening and tightening of tissue under the skin, and the condition sure. does most affect the ring finger and the little finger. However, it is treatable. <laughs> so... Yeah. Michael has this disease that he can't wear his wedding ring. It's treatable, but he's not going to bother doing it. Hilarious. And that's when we find out that Juan never wore his wedding ring. I'm like, here is another red fucking flag. This is why Juan and Michael are friends, because they have gone out to the strip club and they have paid for sex together. Sorry. Like, we all know. And then we get the Macy Gray, as you said. She's great. She loves Karen. How can we not love Karen if Macy loves her? Macy's just popping up all over the place. Did you watch her on The Masked Singer? No, I don't watch The Masked Singer. No, no one really does. But she she didn't win. (laughs) She was out, like, third. (laughs) And I think she was pissed. Yeah, fair enough. Because they're not all famous musicians, are they? They're just famous randos, yeah? Oh, yeah. She had some famous randos beat her. Like... (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying she's not uber talented and I don't, you know, keep the song on the radio when I hear it, but, like, you need subtitles half the time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I am I always wonder, like, is that your style? Are you just high? I don't get it. Like, no shade. I fucking, like I said, I'm bopping along too to that one song, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't have kept her on either. She just has this, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck attitude. Vote for me, don't vote for me, pay me, don't pay me. I might come, I might not come. Like, she's kind of got that uber mellow to the point maybe too mellow. Well, she tries to say goodbye and she just stumbles. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was so funny. Oh, you're hilarious. Do you have any other thoughts on Potomac? Otherwise, we should probably chop along. Well, I mean, look, we should be talking about the fact that Michael and White Chris have a fight, but they don't. They kind of kiss and make up, but not before that Candace tells Michael that he's got the full-on white privilege and that she just can't, storms off, and then Chris yells at her for it and they have a fight. And (laughs) Michael and Juan say they're both leaving soon and Robin clearly didn't know and she's surprised and they kind of have a fight. And then we get, we get like the end tags. Do you even want me to read the end tags? Not really. I thought they were all boring. Basically, Ashley wants another baby. Mia's building a house that's not low budget. Giselle. Oh, I forgot about Mia. Giselle is a work in progress and is no longer dating the mystery man. Wah, wah. Wendy, you know, nothing really. She's preparing for the release of her candle. And then Candace's album comes out and Karen filmed another tourism video for Surrey County in Surrey, which is great. I thought that one was a bit funny. Yeah. And then we get reunion and we find out that Jamal owes $800,000 in taxes and we're wondering if that's why Giselle dumped him. Like, oh. Yeah. And and Wendy has a big cardboard printout of a text exchange. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, I did like that. She's got a huge core flute. Uh, that's it. I love it. And Wendy's screaming about someone tossing her salad, someone else's salad. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and we get we get a little like inkling sound of the Cardi B. So I'm up for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see how the reunion goes. Yes. My hopes aren't high. Yes. And then yeah, now it's time for the Salt Lake. Basically, the whole point of this episode is the fact that. 
Lisa has an event for her quote unquote kids fresh wolf business and we're mm-hmm. fighting about who's invited and who's not invited. Yeah. That's pretty much yep. that's pretty much what happens. I do love the fact that the top of the episode is Jen Shaw with Stu and he's telling her how good their business is doing while she hand feeds him a banana. I'm like, I, this would never have made it into the show if she's not going to get arrested for bad business practice. I mean, exactly. I loved it. And we we really didn't get much of Jenny in this episode. There was, her kid was doing a science project. Wah, wah. Don't care. And Jenny's disappearing. Yes. Uh, but but with, with this Lisa event, yes. I think Lisa's trying to do more producing and setting up again like oh, with yeah. this Cameron guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. We, like she's... She totally said to Cameron, like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Meredith. Yes. Interrupt us. Yes. And that way with two housewives in the scene and you mention this stuff, it'll all get on camera. Yeah. So we meet this guy, Cameron. He used to be a pastor at Mary's church. And he says that Mary and her husband, as I like to call him, have done harmful things. They were extremely close. (laughs) Yeah, husband. They were extremely close and he tells her to be careful, but he won't say what happened and then he left. It's like, who's... And then he died, Mariana. (laughs) What? He's dead. What? Cameron died earlier this year. What? Wait, wait, wait. don't just say it. You do it really good. What? (laughs) Oh, wait. I think I just had the volume down. What? There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I just had the volume down on that it. one. That Thanks, love. Um, yeah, he's dead, and we don't know what the reason was. Like, it could be COVID, probably. But you don't think dead. like some of the people yeah. in the church did away with him for I turning on Mary? Him. She sent Jesus after him, and Jesus killed him. Oh my god! Maybe, maybe when she said, "I'll send Jesus after you," it was actually an assassin's like name, Jesus. Oh my god! Breaking news. That is so true. Wow. What do you mean breaking news? I just told you. You were, fact- you were Googling me? No, you were Googling I'm me? saying you're the breaking news. I wasn't Googling <laughs> you. <laughs> no, you're the breaking news, dearest. I'm the breaking news, yeah. Oh, my God. When you said he died, I thought you were joking. And then I'm like, that's why you didn't hear anything from me for a sec, which is so unusual. <laughs> no, he's legit passed. He's not with us anymore. So and I think Mary did it. Cameron badmouths Mary. Next minute, he died. That's suspicious. very suspicious. And it's Wowzers. Lisa's fault because she's well, set up. I know. It's always Lisa's fucking fault. Like, I noticed oh, that too, and I'm like, her. that's such a fucking setup. Such a setup. And, like, setup. the goal of her to do that after also doing the setup with the restaurant, with those, yes. with those sweaty people. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. I mean, the um, only other things that, ha- that happened that I really want to talk about is Mary believing that when you eat raw f- fish, it can come back to life and have a family. And then the other one is that Heather was a companion to a little person on a booze cruise. Oh, wasn't that captivating? That was captivating. <laughs> but it makes sense. The, the tour, tourism sector is not built for everybody. No. They, they probably wouldn't need assistance with dealing with, like, high check-ins at airports and exactly. things. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then it's she... Not, no. And, yeah, it's a very ableist society, like the tourism sector. No, that's true. That is very true. And then we find out that she was sober. Well, you you work, you're on the job, mate. I get it. 
Um, well, she's Mormon. Yeah, but I like to think of it as she was just on the job. I can't imagine being that young, going on a booze cruise and deciding that people hundreds of miles away would know if you had a beverage. So I just can't. But, but like, she, God would know that oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. They believe in that. <laughs> okay. Um, so she wins a singing competition and then wins what she calls, was it a fifth of vodka or something? What do they mean by a fifth? I don't understand. A fifth of what? I think... She won a whole bottle, she drank four fifths of it, and she said, I only won a fifth of the bottle. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It must refer to the size of the bottle being a fifth of a gallon or something, maybe. I don't know. Oh, so it's not a fifth empty bottle. No. I think <laughs> okay. they like a fifth of some kind of unit of measurement. A volume. Oh, that's, weird. that's what I assumed, and I don't know American measures of like volume, so I just I know the word gallon, so I just said it. I don't know what a gallon is. That makes sense. Yeah, but Meredith does mention this trip to Vale that she wants to invite the girls on. And I know. And then I thought, I was so excited thinking the next episode they're going to Vale. I'm like, no, it's going to be right at the end. We're going to see the flashy of the same thing that we saw at the beginning of the season. And then we're going to have to wait for the episode after, right? And and Andy's even preparing us for that because he keeps saying, Uh, like, oh, not this episode, but the next episode's one of the best episodes of that next. Right. And, like, okay, you're telling us it's like a cliffhanger episode. I'm like, should we be watching this episode and live um, potting or something? Oh, my God, maybe. Not not the next one, but the one after that, right? Yeah, let's Should we be, like, watching it, pause, and then record? (laughs) Just record and then I'll just cut it all out. (laughs) Yeah, if you want. I don't know. we We can think about it. Tell us what you think, yeah, play, peeps. Play around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. With, with the Mary and the fish thing, though. Yeah. This is a prime example of why you should be able to Google things. A hundred percent. Google could put that to bed so quickly, Mary, if you just embraced Google as a feature of society. Do you think she's like Scientology where they say to people, you know, later Google and she doesn't even Google? I don't think she Googles. I don't even know if she knows that she's on a show with cameras. I don't think she does. <laughs> Oh, my God, that's so funny. Oh, my God. I mean, we do find out that she and her mum don't speak because the mum wanted to marry Robert Senior instead of her. The shit people do for money. Fuck me, Dad. It's freaking gross. I just don't know. And then they're talking about someone called Bleep. Lisa and Jen Shaw are talking about one of Jen's employees. I just call him Bleep. Mr. Bleep. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that Ashley's uncle? (laughs) You mean Lump. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's so funny. But we get, we are reminded about the leaked audio from earlier this year, which I'd forgotten about that, where she basically rips a new one into an employee. I'm like, who gets a dress made by an employee? Surely you go to a, a dressmaker. So this is obviously an employee who knows how to sew. Like, fuck off. It's clearly not that person's I job description. But Jen, everyone's an employee. Oh, she that's goes to true. Starbucks, she gets a drink. That's yeah, an that's employee. her employee. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Oh, I still find it I really. Know, I just think this sort of. Sorry, you go. I was just saying, I was going to say something absolutely useless. I still find it really unnerving watching her in confessionals because bitch doesn't have a neck It's re- and she's got a big head. So she's like a bobblehead and I find it so <laughs> utterly distracting. You're trolling her. I, look, I guess, and, and I'm, I'm physically judging her. It's terrible, but. I'm sorry, it's true. I mean, well, don't take a look at me. Truth. I ain't I ain't a pretty picture either, but fuck, <laughs> I ain't on the teeves. Yeah, I, I just think Salt Lake's treading water until we get to the Vale car park. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's true. That's all we got. That's all we got. 
All right. Till next time. Till next time, yeah. Have fun down the coast today. Bye. Bye.